Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher, John Bosch here. Kane Fussell tried to get in here and stream from the beach with a drink in his hand. It was... It was very nice to see, but it was just there was partying and seagulls and waves crashing, and it was just too distracting. So we just we told him to take the week off. That's how much of a warrior he is, though. He was willing to do it through those harsh conditions of beaches and waves and drinks with umbrellas in them. But John and I are here and super excited to be talking about Dynasty Trade Calculator and all of its calculating goodness at position at a time to help, help you gauge values on players and make some trades. But we are even more excited right now to talk about the Super Bowl Square pool that is going on through fantasycares.org. So any donation you make to fantasycares.org slash donate, you will be entered into a straightforward Super Bowl pool. You get a square, randomly assigned numbers, Whoever the last number of team scores, make that connection. That's the number. We are giving away such things as the super sought-after Scott Fishbowl spots, plus a couple of extra things. So go check out my Twitter at Dynasty Outhouse. Go check out John's Twitter at John Bosch FF. Go check out Fantasy Cares Twitter at Fantasy Cares Org to find more details. Or just one extra there. thing, but that's okay. One extra thing. So SFB spots and a t-shirt. And a t-shirt, yeah. Okay, well, so, next time... Don't want to mislead people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll up our game next time. But here we go. Go sign up. Go sign up. I agree. Go sign up, folks. More Easy time. to donate. Go sign up. Quarterback. Okay, here we go. Quarterbacks. I am not doing quarterbacks. John is doing quarterbacks because I was like, hey, man, John, what position do you want to do? Wait, I've done quarterbacks twice in a row. John, maybe it's your turn. So who are we talking about today? Geno Smith. I should have kept quarterback. I cannot get rid of him fast enough for the price that he is in the calculator. <laughs> oh, I would be. I am very excited to hear this. Okay. Do you have any idea? No, I have not. Take, take it, let's start there then. I, I have it ranked out as the what pick it's equal to. So um, what pick would you give right now for Gino? 2-4? No. <laughs> I mean, he's probably worth a first, but yeah, mid-second what's the what's the what's the lowest you would take to get rid of him i don't know about the lowest but i sent geno smith and a late third for a late second and a 24 second uh i like that two three weeks ago i think we are going to be in lockstep then on the calculator value here 18.3 Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 That no. comes in at a, that comes in at the 109. No. 109 for Gino. Um, <sighs> would you give the 109 for Gino? No. <laughs> Not a chance. Okay. So Gino is going to be the starting quarterback there next season. It, like, Yay. It would be very, very, very. Man, I don't want to give the Seahawks GM any credit for what he's done over the past couple of years, but it would be very, very wasteful at this point 
to not just use Geno Smith and build the rest of the team up like it needs to be built up. I don't care that he's a starting quarterback that at least has one year on. I mean, I'm still going to call them overproducing. Like they, they should not have been this good, but they still kind of were like, do we think Geno Smith finishes as a top 10 quarterback again? No, probably. No. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 if we, no, I was about to say like, if I'm sitting on the clock at like one twelve. And there's nothing on the board I want, and I need a quarterback or something. Like maybe I would trade that for Geno, but no. Like there's other things I would rather do than spend a first on Geno Smith. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like I am not giving a first for Geno. Um, we'll go through the list, but I like no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this the is one hundred nine. If I if I want to use the 109 to get me a quarterback, it's going to be either a better quarterback or I'll just take a shot at one of the rookies. Like, you know, it's going to be Will Levis or uh, Anthony Richardson. At that one point. of them like, should still be there at the 109, if yeah, not both. I would rather take a shot on them because they're 10 years younger. Yeah. Look, next year, uh, 2024, they might be a total bust. Gino in 2024, my by next, you know, like, yes, we do think he's going to start this year. By next year, he's yeah. already like 32. So yeah, I was about to say newer people. Like, I hate saying this because it sounds like we're calling people dumb or anything, but he was drafted in like 2012, 2013. Yeah, like, he's, he's not like some ago. Young, young spring chicken. I mean, it was like, the same thing happened I mean, when like Raheem Mostert or, or like all of these random San Francisco running backs were just like, oh, who's this kid who's 28 years old and been on six teams already? Okay. I mean, I love what Gino did in 2022. Don't get me wrong. And in, in for yeah. what I invested in him, it was amazing. Yes, but like, He's say, the that part exact again. say that part again. Why I would not give the 109 to get him <laughs> because I would rather give a whole hell of a lot less, like 10 times, and get one player that might be Geno Smith next year. You know, Geno's yep. not going to be the Geno of this year because he's expensive now. Yeah, he was <laughs> so, <Gino> last year. <laughs> yes, like. He was cheap. He was yep. super, super cheap. That's why it was such a good ad to get Gino. That's why yeah. I was willing to give a second for him eventually because that's what you had to give. Oh. And he had a good schedule down the stretch and stuff like that. During like the season, was, absolutely. Some, Sending any almost any second straight for Gino made sense because yes, he was a starting quarterback doing well, putting up points. Exactly. Like now that's that's a useful, useful thing. Yeah. The 109, hard, no. hard pass. Yeah. No. So the list. Let's go. Kenny Pickett, Gino, Desmond Ritter, and Derek Carr. How any of these guys, I, I guess Pickett, Pickett's the only one that I think probably should carry a first round value. Yeah. I don't think Gino Ritter or Carr. Then I, I think they're all probably starters. I think all four of these guys are starters in 2023. I don't think any of them carry a first round value. <laughs> Okay. Maybe I mean, pick this, it. Maybe pick it. I'm sorry. I, I keep looking at the bottom three. Pick it, I think, does. And he's my yeah. easy, obvious one. Does he even belong in this list, Russ? No, because he okay. was easily the first one I put up there. Well, let's cross him off then. And yeah. I will add in Stafford. Let's put Stafford on the list because I think he's in the he's in kind of a similar value and situation. And what do we do? Definitely don't want to pay the 109 for him either. Um yeah, but so I let's put Stafford on the list. 
Yeah, I put Stafford in at one anyway. It's not as obvious as Kenny Pickett was. Like Kenny Pickett was easy just because of the age and because first round draft capital, even if it was the bottom part of the first, there was still absolutely dedication shown to Kenny Pickett being their guy. Like that, that is going to be a thing for the next few years, even if it doesn't seem to work out. But the Steelers are a good enough organization that will keep their team moving well enough that I have faith that he would be scoring points. Matt Stafford, this forget this year happened. Like, I feel like that's what we have to do. We, two years ago, there was the same thing before this past season about his elbow or shoulder. I can't remember what it was anymore. And he came out and he crushed it. So I honestly was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, this is the same stuff as last year. Clearly it wasn't. He had an actual issue. He took care of it. He should come back to the Rams offense, which is very, very good and be good so i'm still putting him at one i don't care about his age quarterbacks play for as long as they feel like matt stafford even if he magically got cut would find a home in three seconds and a starting job i have geno smith next because i know for a like i have a much stronger feeling that he is starting over the other two i i geno smith did more than well enough for the seahawks to spend their first somewhere else firsts somewhere else so I, I'm putting him up there. Plus, again, he finishes a top 10 quarterback. Do I think it'll happen again? No. Will he do well enough that I'm good placing him above Ritter? Yes. But I do have Ritter next because of age. The Falcons, I think, are drafting like four somewhere in four to six. I can't remember anymore. So there is a chance they find a way into a quarterback that they either will take too early or move up to get one of the top two. So I'm a little less confident in Ritter starting. And plus, when he did this past season, it wasn't necessarily great. But get Pitts back on the field, get an offseason of him with starting reps and all of that stuff. It should hopefully be better. And Carr at the bottom, honestly, this could be a great value for Carr. If he walks in refreshed into a new place and, you know, assuming they physically do get rid of him from the Raiders, because technically he's still there. And he goes somewhere else and walks into a starting job. This pay, this cost can be an insane value but i'm still putting him at the bottom of this list though i probably will grab one or two shares before free agency starts of car yeah uh i have stafford at one (laughs) and i i think he did a pretty good job highlighting it i don't think he retires that's that's my biggest concern honestly for him is oh i I don't think he'll get cut or anything but i think there is a small chance that he could just decide you know what i'm kind of done that season sucked uh, it's going to be tough for us to get back to the top. So I'm just going to walk. I don't think that happens, but I think that's more likely than him being on another team. <laughs> so yeah, I was I just trying returns, to say it doesn't really matter. Like I, I have faith in Stafford and his talent, but yeah, I honestly didn't really consider the retiring thing, which I mean, now it's a possibility. Like yeah. it is a possibility. What are guys that get hurt? There's now? a lot of money to be left on the table if that were to happen. So there's a yeah, lot of he reasons. He also got drafted into the league before the rookie wage scale. So he has a lot. <laughs> he has a lot. That doesn't mean a lot isn't still a lot. To yes. To doesn't lot. mean I don't want a few more tens of millions. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. Uh, so I think he, I think he's the starting quarterback for the Rams. I'd much rather have the guy throwing to Cooper Cup. Hopefully 25 to 30 times a game, please. Yep. That'd be awesome. Just keep uh, checking it, it there and ignore everybody else on your team. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stanford won. I do a Geno number two as well. Uh, you know, yeah, um, yeah. he's better than the other two, yeah, <laughs> like that's it. 
I have zero confidence long-term. Again, great story. Love the comeback. Love what he did. Hope he continues it. I'm not going to invest in it. <laughs> I won't if, oh, by the way, if it's like people listening, if you don't know the full Geno Smith coming into the NFL story, you really should look it up. Like, he destroyed his last year of college, got invited to the NFL draft, wasn't drafted because they thought he was going to go the first round. He got drafted in the third. <laughs> and then interesting things happened after he got drafted to the Jets. That just – go read. Oh, yeah. He, he was the player that just sat in the green room like forever and eventually just like left or something, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> I yeah. I can't blame him. That was rough. Oh, that's right. I forgot yep. about that. Oh, that's great. Um, I have Carr third. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not I sold on you. Desmond Ritter. Even as a UC Bearcat fan, I'm rooting for him. I, you know, I would love to see him perform really well with Pitts in London. Yeah. They have good weapons. I have zero confidence in Atlanta's coaching staff right now. Yeah. So I think that even if he wins the job in 2023 and he's their starter, I think the team is terrible again. And they just completely clean house. I think the coaching staff gets stripped away top to bottom, the quarterback, the GM, probably everything. Honestly, it's it's probably a full start over, build around Pitts in London. Let's bring in our guys to do the yeah. job. Desmond Ritter is not going to be whoever our guy is. It's not going to be Desmond Ritter. Um, probably looking at a career backup. Yeah, you know, fair enough. Which that can be valuable. You, you can have some value there. It's not a first. <laughs> None of these um, are. But a guy that can bounce around and fill in, you know, when needed. Look, Josh Johnson just played in the NFC Championship game. Not well, but not, he played. <laughs> um, well, speaking of, he's also like 47 and still getting jobs. Known, I think 57 different NFL teams. Yeah. That's how long it's been. Yeah. You know, okay. Um, so, yeah, Ritter's last on, on my list. Ultimately, when I'm looking at this, like when I looked at this list, I just looked down a little further and I'm like, um, I can go get Ryan Tannehill for cheaper than these guys or Russell Wilson. Again, yeah, Russell Wilson, I think, is my answer there. Either of them are very <laughs> like ideal quarterbacks to be putting in the scenarios, but Russell Wilson's going to be the starter in Denver. Like and it just financially, it just that's gonna happen. Can't Why would Tennessee go away from Tannehill when it's been successful? Because they can and because they got a new GM who will probably want to start making things his guys. If they're not going to go to Malik Willis, they're not in a position to draft a quarterback. Well, if they were willing to give Willis a shot in the third round, maybe there's a third round QB in this draft. Well, yeah, but Willis didn't get a shot to start over Tannehill. <laughs> like, well, not over him. I mean, maybe what are the end they, they bring they in Derek Carr? Josh Dobbs over... Malik Willis. Yeah. So, so I I yeah. I think Tannehill's got a real easy uh pathway to starting. Tom yeah. Brady, if he plays, he's gonna be a starter. Anywhere. Yeah. You know, he's not going to play and not be a starter. So th this tier of quarterbacks that we just discussed, the Geno tier, it's just a tier that I'm avoiding. I either want to be yeah. above it or below it. I do not want to live in that tier. Either sell pay yourself up, out of it if you can. Yeah. Pay up, get quarterback, get good quarterbacks that are better, or just pay a lot less for really cheap quarterback play and hope you get your 20 points a game out of them. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to running back. And while we are not talking about the running back of the guy you were brought into the conversation of Geno Smith, 
we are talking about the running back of the guy we brought into the conversation about the guy you brought into the conversation. I'm talking about Cam Akers because I made that very confusing. You know, That's a lot Matt easier Stafford. to just say Cam Akers. Yep. We are talking about Cam Akers. And I want to tell you a tale of two Cam Akers. Oh, good. I love a, I love a trade offer with a sales pitch. That's always it was the fun. best of times. It was the worst of times. It was weeks one through 12 where he averaged nine rushes and 0.75 targets a game. He had a total of two receptions, one touchdown, an average 3.9 PPR points per game. For weeks 13 after, six touchdowns, eight receptions, averaging 17 rushes and two targets a game. Yeah, we're not thrilled with two, but it's better than 0.75. And was the RB6 averaging 18 points per game? Now, I constantly talk about not wanting to fall victim to that running back who just crushes it at the end of the year and then just does absolutely nothing the next year. But we are still at the possibility because of acres and because of that injury that it just took this long. And after seeing what happened to Dobbins and Dobbins, even still getting a little better as the year went on after he came back the second time, there's absolutely relatively possible sort of to believe that acres is still getting healthier. And again, if when staff will, I'm going, to, I'm going to keep saying when because I want it to happen. When Stafford comes back, this offense is just going to get better, which is good for running backs. So all of that being said, because I know John loves trade talks and not just offers because you need to get into the feelings of it all. Cam Akers at 14.6 or the 111 at 15.2 is his closest pick value. Say the picks one more time there. Cam Akers or the 111. That's when I jumped back in. I ignored the whole story. Uh, I yes, but it, it didn't have to say it anyway. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm glad you spread your narrative. I, I hope it worked for those that would want to uh, be swayed in a trade discussion that way. Um, gosh, I'm probably not. I, I mean, especially after the last few little dispersal auctions I've done, and I've seen a guy like Dalvin Cook be readily available for cheap. Um, yeah. I think I can get Dalvin Cook for cheaper than the 111, and I'd rather have Dalvin Cook than Cam Akers. So I don't know that the calculator is going to show that, but I'm talking actually in leagues with people who are not valuing Dalvin Cook right now. I think he's going to end up being my answer at the running back spot. <laughs> like, and I just got Derrick Henry in another league for what did I say? Was it the 204? Somebody 204, sent it to me. Like that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I smashed it. Like, so I'm not giving up a first for a running back. Like at this point, I will acquire them for a second, or I will draft them with a first. If I'm spending the one eleven on a running back, it's going to be one that I want to be a rookie. I don't think that's the case. I'm probably going to be looking wide receiver in that range, maybe a tight end, mayor. Um, but I'm not get like I don't want Cam Akers at the one eleven. That's I'm not giving that up. See, here's my thing: you're going to be sitting at the one eleven, and that from what everyone is saying. And of course, everyone being like the two, three people I actually talk slash listen to, you're going to have a glut of running backs at the end of the first round, beginning of the second. And if I'm yeah, staring so at these the leftover ones in the second. Yeah. But if I'm looking at these running backs and it's just, okay, they all have their major hiccups, red flags, warts, whatever you want to call it. We don't like some of their landing spots. We like the player, don't like the landing spot, don't like the landing spot, like the player, whatever it is. Or you could just say, Cam Akers, 
while I wouldn't do it, I can see a lot of people doing it. Like, I would rather take the pick. I think there's more things, not even necessarily better things. I think there are more things you can do with that pick than Cam Akers. But with a lot of the older running backs aging out, you know, Saquon, CMC, Nick Chubb, they're going to be dropping in rankings. If Cam Akers comes out and has three games of like 15 plus points in the first three, four games, he's going to boost his value like decently. And that's the only reason I kind of want to get a share or two of Cam Akers. I don't think I he think, can boost his value. That's part of it. I think there's a chance there. He can really raise his value. And then, of course, I would sell out because I don't like running backs. But For what? Like a 2024 first? <laughs> yeah, but a, a shot at it being not the 111, 112 or whatever you're doing this. Yeah. if Especially if my team isn't great. Like my team isn't going as well, like injuries or whatever. Yeah, I'll push that forward. Hope yeah, but compare that to what you can use the 111 for a rookie running back, rookie wide receiver, or rookie tight end. Like I said, it which, is not what I asset? would do. It's just something I could see happening. Yeah, I mean, the asset that is more likely to actually increase in value rookie. is a rookie. And not to mention, <laughs> not, not a rookie in the league now for what, like three years? Uh, yep. This will be his third year, and um, he's already had a massive injury. The team is in a bad <laughs> cap spot like they're they're not necessarily a team that's going to be getting better uh so i i don't i cam Akers would be a tough sell for me to okay t- tough to sell me on cam Akers. i like he's an easy sell for me <laughs> trade him away for sure okay at what level do you want to like if we're talking 205 like you got henry at the 204 but if someone said what about the 205 for cam Akers? oh i get i take cam Akers there Okay. I mean, you pro- probably like 202 and beyond. I mean, any 2024 second I'd probably give for him, I think that's fair. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm willing to gamble because then I do see a value jump because anything that returns me to a first is a nice value jump. The 111, like, I'm taking on a lot of risk there that I'm hoping he just maintains his value. That's the more likely outcome. Even if he does well, all he does is maintain running backs are tough like it's just hard for them to grow in value um you know because they quick they they burn out so quickly in value all right let's move to the list and i think it's Alrighty. an interesting list gotta be jk dobbins nope I oh, out. boring what we've but we've done that list a hundred times i know and dobbins. dobbins honestly is just way too much higher on the rankings really then that's surprising acres yeah it was a decent amount of points i don't remember what it is anymore but i just feel like okay never mind uh so the list is cam acres isaiah pacheco damian pierce i lumped brian robinson antonio gibson into one spot because (laughs) i don't think i care which i get and they're 0.1 away from each other on the calculator so I'm gonna. I think we take Robinson, not Gibson. Yeah, and, and I, I guess like, this list better. Like DTC didn't care either, so I just put yeah. them together. And the last player is Rashad White. Hmm, he's interesting. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna start my list out. P- Pacheco is my number one on this list. Uh, <laughs> best offense. Like that's yep. the easiest easiest option. Same reason that people wanted to get. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and I did, is the same reason that I would want to have Pacheco now. Like, 
why would I not want the running back on the Chiefs offense? I will continue to repeat it because guess what? A lot of times it does work, even though everybody's like, oh, okay, CH was a bust. CH was a bust. He really wasn't. <laughs> I mean, he put up decent points. He just wasn't better than Jonathan Taylor. That doesn't make him a bust, folks. He still produced because he's on a very good team. Uh, so it kind of worked. It just didn't work to the, the ROI. Just yeah, didn't it didn't work, work to the level that some people expected. I'm pushing him that high. Yeah, but it does, doesn't make he's bad. So uh, Pacheco number one. Uh-huh. This is tough because I I mean like I would set a, I would trade away basically any of these guys if you give me a first, and I think that's probably what all of them are worth except for Brian Robinson. So I think he's going to be last on my list. Um, I'm going to go Pierce at two. I'm going to go White at three and Cam Akers at four. Uh, I think Pacheco is easily like number one and probably a tier. Pierce is probably a tier for me at number two. White and Cam Akers, you could probably swap either way, and I'm not going to be upset. Because uh, I think they're a tier, and then I think Brian Robinson is the bottom tier here for me out of these five players. Okay, Antonio so Gibson Pacheco does not rank. One, after Pacheco at one, our lists are very different. Uh, I have Cam Akers at two because I like the player enough. I like the offense, and that's enough for me. Rashad White third because he seemed to do well, but we also just don't know what that offense is going to be at this point. Nope. So getting a guy who looked sort of well here, I guess, is good enough. But it's probably not something I'll actually spend anything on. I put Brian Robinson next. And honestly, it's just because Damian Pierce's value has been gross for so long. He never should have been worth a first. He's probably still worth a first, though. I mean, like, I, I, I would assume that's what it takes to get him. I have no interest in getting him. <laughs> yeah, but I, there is zero reason that he can't have so like out of this entire list, he's probably the most likely that is going to have more competition on his offense. Not even just running back; they had no one to throw the ball to by the end of the season. So literally, Did they have somebody they throwing do, the ball. Well, they're going to draft someone at two, I'm sure. But, but I'm saying last year, at the end of the year, they didn't have that either. Oh, think. yeah, fair enough. Right. So, like, all they were doing was heading the ball off. And by the end of the season, Pierce wasn't even really doing that well, fantasy points-wise, because everyone knew exactly what they were going to do, and there was nothing he could do about it. I just, I'm out on Pierce. That's why I pushed him to the bottom, because I still think that the Manders are doing things that are not terrible, to where that offense could get better. And if the offense gets better, they seem to like Robinson over Gibson. So since we're talking about Robinson specifically now, I put him over Pierce. I don't know if that's the right answer consensusly, which clearly it isn't because you basing yours on value put Pierce at second. But that that's kind of just how I feel about the players more than what their value are specifically. Where okay. did you have Akers? Where did you have Akers? I, I think I missed it. Second. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So we are on to wide receivers and we are on to John. On to wide receivers. Yes, we are. I'm does the guy up... start with a J? Because we've done Jalen yes. Waddle and Jahan Dotson. Yes, it does start with a J. Both names start with a J. Do you want to guess? Juwan Johnson. Nope. Damn. 
Um, I think he, I think he fits your profile of guys you like. It's not JJ Ortega Whiteside because that's technically not both of his right. names. We'll move on. Anymore. Jerry Judy. Okay, I was trying to think of fun things, but all right, fine. Yeah. We can talk about Jerry Judy. I fun love things are Jerry informative. In information is fun. All right, so Jerry Judy comes in just about the same value as Gino, <laughs> uh, slightly higher actually, nineteen point five. So you'd have to give up the one hundred eight for Jerry Judy. So you're outside that top seven, which I think the top seven feels, uh, as far as I I know right now, like that's kind of a tier. Third, third tier, third tier, because the QBs to me are a tier alone. No, just I'm saying there's seven, like seven, yeah. 107 is a tier break. So yes. you'd be, you're not going all the way up into that tier, but if you're sitting at 108, you're just outside it. You can use it on a rookie or you can go get Jerry Judy, who's like 23, I think, 23. Uh, right now. So pretty young still, uh, but he's a Bronco. For one more year. <laughs> yeah. So 108 or Jerry Judy, Russ. If I earned the 108, like my team is pretty good and I have the 108, depending on how the board fell, if as long as let's let's pretend that none of those top seven that we have, and I think we have the same ish top seven in there. Yeah, I'd say I think I would probably go get Judy because he will be better for my team right away. No matter how bad that offense looked whether it was on splash plays or just having to like, randomly scoring multiple touchdowns in a game, Jerry Judy found a way to be a top 10 wide receiver in the past, in the last like seven weeks of the season. So I, I, he is good. He is good at football. And I am, I'm here for that. I'm here for someone we have seen be good at football. I have said before, when we, when you brought up Russell Wilson, that offense can't be that bad again. It, it just, it can't. <laughs> so Hoping it gets a little better there. And then again, like I said before, he has one more year on his contract. And I can't. Okay, that's a lie. He was a first round pick. So they have the 50 year option, but can't imagine the Broncos taking it. But even still, like I, if my team is competing, I'm sitting at the 108. I think there are much worse things you can do than going to getting Jerry, Jerry Judy. Like so many worse things, like going and getting Geno Smith. Well, the rookie draft isn't on the clock right now, so I'll take the pick right now. <laughs> because, like Russ said, I think when you're sitting on the clock, if you want to, you can always turn that 108 into Jerry Judy. I think. Well, like, yeah. yeah. I don't think you can always turn Jerry Judy into the 108, though. So, Fair enough. Right now, it's time to invest in the pick. Like, we say it every year. I feel like we say it all throughout the year. I feel like we have said it for years and years and years. We are at that point now. You know the pick. You know the 108. The 108 gives you more options than Jerry Judy. Because you need to trade away Jerry Judy, you have to find somebody that wants Jerry Judy. Trade away the 108, you have to find somebody that wants multiple options at the 108. So for me, I mean, I think it's the right price. Uh, and I would, I would really seriously take Judy, consider taking him a little bit lower. I mean, you hit me at the 110. Like then I'm smashing oh. Jerry Judy, 110, yeah. 111, 112, 108, yeah. 109. That's uh, probably where I'm thinking. Uh, I think I'm going to hold the pick. You know, what's the worst outcome? If I turn down this offer, I go back to the person and I'm like, here's the 108 and the 304. Like I made a mistake. I shouldn't have, I should have taken Judy then. Here's my 304 is penance. Like I'll make the deal a little bit yeah. better for you later. So. You know, I'd rather have the pick and the time to decide. If it costs me a little bit later, 
Yep. Oh, well. Jerry Judy's not going to increase in value between now and the time of the draft. No. The 108 definitely can. If that tier gets one or two more players in there after the combine, after the senior bowl, after after these offseason events and workouts and the draft, like as things happen, if that tier grows just a little bit more, then I'm going to be pretty upset that I gave up the 108 because I think then Jerry Judy is going to be compared to that 110 tier. Like, so that's just, it's right now, I think it is the right price, but I think that tier is going to grow a little bit and we're, you will have overpaid by about two picks. <laughs> well, see, it, it's funny because we are considering the top tier about seven players because it's about players we like and how we are tiering them. When you have to think on a grander scale on the leagues you are in, what kind of people you play with, there are players outside of, especially, I'm just strictly talking wide receivers right now. There are wide receivers that will be drafted above the people we have in this tier. Like there are fast and tall and fast guys who are the Ruggses and the whatever and the John Rosses and all of these fast guys that get drafted way too early because they're good for their NFL team, just not for us for fantasy. So that still pushes players up. So if one of those guys pushes themselves into the 106, 107, yeah, you're right. We're going to sit there with Jerry Judy on the team watching one of our top tier wide receivers just go, oh, well, crap, he just got drafted and I could have had that. So, yeah, yeah, you should, yeah, yeah. You, I phrased it like saying you're sitting on the clock and that is absolutely a, a crap answer because, like you said, we're nowhere near rookie draft. There. So <laughs> the answer is the pick. The answer is that like four months from sitting on the clock at this point. So oh, that's so far away. I know. That's all right. Lots of lots to do in between now and then. Um, all right. Like the list. All right, so the list. the list, Jerry, Judy, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, and what? Jahan Dotson. Can we just, you not have Jahan Dotson at the floor of this? Why do you not want him? Does he belong below or above this list to you? Dotson to me is below this list. He's number four on my list too. So that's what I was asking. Like, do we need to put him on here? I mean, if you want to just remove him, that's fine. Do you want me to replace him like I did with the quarterbacks? If you want to, sure. You can rank more than three players. Uh, These were the three that were like really close and I found kind of interesting, but we can throw in, eh, let's throw in Dion. I see we've done Dion. We've talked about Deontay Johnson several times. Let's throw in Christian Kirk. I know you like him a lot. Let's throw Christian Kirk into the mix. That's fine. So Dotson's out. Throw Christian Kirk onto the list. <sighs> that changes my list because Kirk Kirk does not slot in at four where Dotson was. No. Despite the fact that in the calculator, Kirk is the lowest of these three players. He would be. I, I get it too. I don't get it. <laughs> I've actually started to like him more than I've ever liked him before. I'm, I, my, my value on him is rising as he's finally starting. My interest in him is rising as his value seems to have dropped a decent I, amount. For I don't know why. He had a pretty good season. He had a very good season. But yeah. I, I'm a little concerned if they re-sign Engram, if they actually get Calvin Ridley playing. And I assume they will also be drafting a wide receiver. It's a very crowded pass-catching core. That's that's my biggest issue with Christian Kirk right now. It's just the fact that there could be a lot of hands that need catching. So my list and ETN catches down there too. I mean, like, yeah, he can catch but, the ball. 
So like uh, we need this defense to stay terrible, so they just pass the ball a lot, <laughs> and they probably will. They probably will. So if that's the case, that's fine. Uh, my list is Jerry Judy first, a combination of age, talent, and again situation. Where if the Broncos do get better, awesome, and if he ends up on a new team the year after, hopefully we all like we always say with free agents, hopefully they choose a place, or hopefully someone pays enough money to make it seem like they have to use him, like they paid for him, they're going to use him. So Jerry Judy's first as well. Uh, I threw Christian Kirk second (laughs) because I just I'm such a fan of what that offense is turning into. I I I liked it for Christian Kirk closer to the beginning of the season when it really just seemed like he was the wide receiver that that Trevor Lawrence was going to throw the ball to. But as the season went on, the offense in general got better. So Zay Jones started working himself in. They started working in Agnew all over the place for some reason yet again. And it started it stopped being as much of a funnel to Kirk at the wide receiver spot, which hurt a little bit. But I like the player. I like the team. I'm going to put him up there. DJ Moore. I agree. Kirk is second on my list as well. Just saying. This these next two were tough, and it's really just going to be age that separates it for me. DJ Moore has been in the league actually the same year. No, can't remember. Not gonna lie, don't remember anymore. But like Terry McLaurin is older. And, DJ Moore is twenty five. Yeah, you know, Terry McLaurin is older. Terry McLaurin is on the Manders, and we have seen with crap quarterback play. Every once in a while, DJ Moore can catch two touchdowns. Imagine if he actually had a quarterback. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's he's in the league 16 years, and we're still saying that. So probably. So I, I, I've given up on the ceiling of both of these players, which means give me the youth, give me the guy that I think people like more, that I might be able to trade away for more. Even though if it's a player sticking on my team, I think I would take Terry McLaurin because he is just really, really solid, and I. Ever since that like second game in the league where someone asked him a question at a post game and he just schooled this guy on why he did everything that he did. It's just like, oh, wow, this dude's smart. I like that. But value wise and just where they are in my lineups, I'm going to stick with DJ Moore over Terry McLaurin. Exact same list as you, Russ, top to bottom, same order. So let's get to tight end real fast. Tight end, uh, I apparently just know you so well that I have been taking players for the people you bring into conversations later in the conversation. Because we're talking about Evan Engram. Okay. I, I he was If I was going to go tight end, he was going to be my question because I've seen him on a couple of dispersal lists as well. And I've been, hmm, you know, he's kind of interesting. Seems a little too cheap, honestly. He signed a one-year deal last year, so he is a free agent. So we don't know that he's staying in that offense whatsoever. So who knows his situation, but I think he did more than well enough that we can stop making fun of him the way we did when he was on the giants after his rookie year. Like he was just buried and left for dead when he was on the he giants. He never should have been as valued as he was, but he never should have gotten as low a value as he should. Like both, both ways were an overreaction. Yeah. <laughs> He's somewhere truly in the middle because he's a tight end and they all are. <laughs> so Evan Engram is worth a 205 at the moment. Oh, I, I get that. I mean, I, I if you're looking for a tight end, um, 205, I feel really good investing that in Evan Engram. 
he was an easy box to check as your starter down yeah. the, down the stretch uh, throughout really the whole season. I mean, I was never super disappointed. And at that investment cost, I'm not expecting much. Exactly. Um, I'm hoping that he's my backup tight end to a tight end that I really, really liked. <laughs> uh, sure. But if he's not, I'm fine. I would rather play Evan Ingram over rostering, you know, six different tight ends and essentially trying to stream them week to week by matchup and stuff like that. Just the 205 is that's a, that's a really cheap cost to do I that. Was really waiting for you. I'd rather start him over this guy. This guy, I'm like, no. oh, my list again. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people. That's why I specifically did not give a list. But I mean, he's in that little area that he's going to be valued in. I have a feeling he's going to be at the top of my list without even seeing the list. I'm with you with everything you said. Uh, if you are taking that, if I'm not getting one of the top tight ends, I'm going to wait. I think Engram is the top of that list where you could be like, all right, I'm going to get this guy and I'm going to be good starting him. Yeah. And just because of everything that has happened in the past couple of years, players like Dalton Schultz and <laughs> this is the list. <laughs> no, that's not the list. Schultz. Oh. Okay. was honestly, uh, I think, above him. And I know you're not a Schultz guy, so I didn't bother. But like, I'm not, I, but I would say they're about even. I mean, I would yeah, feel okay with him being even. Like, if if I think he has the high... Uh, Engram, sorry, because we're talking multiple names, has the higher ceiling than Schultz everywhere. Oh, yeah. um, but like, if you're at that list where it's just like, all right, well, the top tier guys are gone, and then we got past those players that I just don't want to spend as much on because they're not good enough for me to actually spend draft capital... Let me start, you know, shotgun approaching this. Engram who can, I get, who can I get for a mid-second? <laughs> yeah. And especially in this year where we have a tight end that will be most likely taken well before the 205. Yeah. It feels even better spending the 205 on a tight end in that situation. Looks like there's a chance we might get a couple. Um, there there are some some of the people I've started to follow. There's uh, the other tight end out of Georgia that – Looks like he he might put on a show. Um, so not Bowers. He's next year. But the, yeah, uh, correct. Yeah. the tight end is coming out this year from there. So maybe we get another second tight end, and that'd be really nice. Yeah, oh, I two love Two options, it. but uh, for now, yeah, it's just going to be Mayor at the end of the first, I think. All right. So the list we have is Greg Dulcich, Evan Engram, Cole Komet, Trey McBride, and David Njoku. Now, I will tell you that Evan Engram was in the middle of this, um, the rankings on Dynasty Trade Calculator. So there are two above and two below him. I don't remember which are which anymore, but he was like, I purposely tried to keep him in the middle of this. Oh, man. Um, there's three that are very clear three below to me, and it's Komet, McBride, and Njoku. Yep. So it's, I don't know how I want to order those three, but those three are definitely below these other two for me. Um, I actually did this pretty easily, so I can go if you want time to figure it out. No, I'll work through it and talk as I go. Okay. I, I think I have Njoku last. Um, still love his athletic ability, but part of, his, part of it's his team. Just quite frankly, I have little confidence in the Browns. Um, so I think he ends up, last on my list here Wait, wasn't uh, he tagged last year so doesn't that mean free agent because i don't think they well that's it. true i they probably won't tag him again yeah I, I think you are right they i think they did use it on him because that was the thing like why would they use it on him after right. they haven't used him yes as they should be they did use him a little bit more this year that, that was still just 
I'm not sold. No. I'm not sold that it's going to be anything good. He might, maybe he I pulls so. an Evan Ingram, goes somewhere else, and then is actually utilized properly yeah. and has has a nice upswing. So then it's McBride and Komet. McBride really hasn't shown much, but he of course is much, much, much younger than. No, wait. He's like three years. Komet's, Komet's in the league that. for oh, three years. He was twenty twenty, I think. Yeah, McBride's just a rookie, but it's what I, I don't think he was like a he's not like a 20-year-old rookie, you know. Um I don't know. Uh flip a coin between those two. Don't really care, honestly. Um, put them either way. Ingram versus Dulcich. So this is this is an age gap. <laughs> and Dulcich looked really good in several uh several outings. Can that relationship develop? Can any relationship develop with Russell Wilson? Uh, it seems like a very difficult guy to develop a relationship with. Uh, so do I trust that he can do that and kind of become a favorite of Russell Wilson's? Russell Wilson's hit. He has had some good tight end, you know, fantasy production in the past, but I don't know that it, it was necessarily caused. Uh, I think I'm going to put Ingram on the top and Dulcich second on the list. They're really close. I could see that. I could see flip flopping it, but it would be mostly just the age bias for me. I don't think either of them is uh, out of the league anytime soon. So I'm not really too worried about the age. If I was, I would flip it and I would put Dulcich first. But I, I think for now, I'm going to go ahead and put Ingram top of the list. If you offered me a one for one of one of them for the other, probably wouldn't do it either direction. Exactly. Uh, my list is the same as yours. Uh, tiers also the same. I put McBride above Komet, if anything, just because reset a little bit. You know, you get a little younger. I like the player. I'm looking of at McBride. their ages. They're actually the same age. <laughs> Are they really? Yes. Go <laughs> Komet oh. just came out that much earlier. <laughs> that yeah. Okay. So time uh, in the league counts towards age as well. Um, I'll take that. Uh, I like the player of McBride, but I like the player of Komet. So on a team that I know we don't really know exactly what they're going to be, but they want to pass the ball. So give me the team that wants to pass the ball, who has been using the tight end against who knows what the Bears are ever going to be on offense because it still took them how many weeks to realize we should let our running quarterback run with the ball. Like, So I, I have zero faith in whatever – the, the Bears are going to end up doing. And at this low of a level, I'd rather take a shot at the upside of liking Trey McBride better. I really wanted Joker to be a thing. I, I was a fan of him from the very beginning. I would love to, but I just, I don't think it's going to actually happen. Um, I put Engram above Dulcich. I honestly don't know why. Just because we've seen him do well multiple times, I think is really what it comes down to. I don't care about age at tight end too much especially when we're talking about very athletic players in general. Yeah. I mean, they're not like 35, so we're not, we're not super concerned about their age right now. And again, uh, at the value level we're talking, we're not talking about Travis Kelsey level where people correct. do freak out because he's 31, 32. No one's going to freak out that Engram is 30 at any time soon. Well, he, yeah. he's 28 right now. And even if he were 31, no one's going to freak out because you're paying a mid second for him. Yeah. So the investment cost at this level is so low. If you get one good year out of any of these guys, it's yeah. good. And I think both of those two, I think that's ultimately why they're so much higher in a yeah. tier is because Dulcich and Ingram, I think 
they 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 have the promise of more good years. If you get one good year out of anybody else on the list, yeah. like you're gonna feel really, really good. Yep. I think investing in the 205 in either of these top two, I think you're gonna be happy with that return. Solid move. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it. We are closing down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse, John Bosch at John Bosch FF, Kane Vassell at Devi underscore Kane. Don't forget, check out fantasycares.org and my Twitter, John's Twitter at fantasycares.org on Twitter. Give them a follow, by the way. And any donation between now and the Super Bowl gets you entered into gets you entered into the Super Bowl pool where you can win awesome prizes like a t-shirt or the ever sought after spot into Scott Fishbowl 13 which is the one next year because that's how numbers work. And on that note, ring the bell. We're out of here.